Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Welcome to the latest Pokemon podcast, uh, and this is our bonus podcast where we chat about the latest Rajar results. For those of you who that are not aware of Rajar, it was established in 1992 and operates the single audience measurement system for the radio industry in the UK. And each quarter it publishes the listenership figures for UK radio. And this offers uh, an interesting insight for PR people on how the UK public is engaging with radio as a channel. And on the show today, we've got Alex Blakemore, who's newsroom producer at Marketeers, to talk us through the latest radio results for Q3. Can you believe it's Q3 already for 2023? I just say thanks so much to our PM podcast sponsors, the PRCA, uh, and also um, a heads up for our PM podcast data partners, Meltwater. Um, and do check out the program for our well, our newish uh, conference, uh, which is launched this year, the PR Masterclass, the Agency Growth Forum. Alex, welcome to the show thanks for having me ben appreciate it uh, i always enjoy our little uh quarterly delve into uh the world of radio um first of all talk us through the headline acts for uh the q3 radio results uh this year oh ben i think it's been another stellar performance from radio really showing that it's uh constant and trusted media i think people are holding firm on them using it as a platform to either enjoy music, get a bit of escapism from their day-to-day life or, you know, get the latest news headlines. I think in an economy where we've got streaming, we've got social media and um, a lot of kind of BBC stations also looking to improve their online content, I think it really shines a light on why radio is still such an important platform and actually it's kind of leading the way and it's a and a lot of newsrooms are still a very much radio first approach. If you actually look at the numbers, um, 88% of the nation are tuning into their radio every week. That's around 49.5 million adults a week. Um, I mean, that's up ever so slightly from 49.4 million in the last quarter. Um, so very, very steady figures. And um, you look in terms of the hours as well, still 20 uh, hours a week, just over 20 hours a week. People are listening on average up again ever so slightly. Um, and also there's still quite a competitive race between the BBC and the commercial stations, although this quarter it seems like the commercial stations have had a slightly better time of it. If you look at the kind of share of radio listening, the BBC are at about 43%. If we look at that in terms of reach, um, that means the BBC are around 31.7 million people. That's compared to the commercial side, which is about 39.3 million. Um, so overall, I think you know it's a very competitive landscape, but actually there's some so there's some stations that have done really, really well um, and continue to shine the light, really, of why radio is the go-to. That's interesting. I mean, just well, 88% of the population, for anyone who doesn't, um, who hasn't tuned into one of these um, radio um, podcasts before, I mean, just just think about that for a moment. It's an absolutely bonkers stat, isn't it? 88% of the popul- of the UK population listens to, to to radio each week. How much radio do they listen to? Just remind us on that. That's um, people listening to about 20 hours a week on, on average. And I think, Ben, to, to that point, I think it just shows that radio is actually one of the most accessible ways of either getting your music or, you know, getting that friendly voice on the end of a microphone. It's a very personal medium. You'll hear radio presenters say you um, quite a lot as if they're just talking to one person. And you don't really get that on telly. You don't really get that on podcasts either because, you know, 
podcasts are made to listen to whenever they're very much conversation maybe towards two or three people but on radio it's very much a personal experience and um, I think people really love that and that's why they continue to tune in and it's free right I mean a lot of a lot of media these days is not free Um, and frankly if things are free it's a lot more accessible exactly that and you know in you don't have to be tech savvy to get it either you can still get it on fm um you know you, you jump in your car it's pretty easy to switch stations as well so you can have a little listen to a commercial station and some tunes you can then you know go into lbc and maybe catch up on a few of the latest headlines and then go back to your your music or etc whereas i think it's a bit more difficult to do that on any other medium yeah it is you've got to come out of netflix and go into disney plus or whatever else whereas radio just well do we know what what how do people tend to use radio do they do they they have favourites, right? And I guess they 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 have favourites for different times of the day. Yeah, I think we've seen in a increasingly, um, I, I wouldn't like to use the word depressing, but you know, quite a lot of the news agenda is quite difficult to to read, quite difficult to hear. Um, we've got war, we've got a cost of living crisis. So I think a lot of people are turning to the radio for a bit of escapism. And I think we've seen that in some of the figures in this quarter. If you look at commercial stations, which traditionally kind of cement that ethos of um, entertainment programming, music programming, they've had a really strong quarter. Um, the likes of Greatest Hits, which I know I've spoken to you in the past and um, we on the last couple of quarters have had really good results, but they are becoming a really strong brand now that really understand their audience and are driving lots of people to their stations across the network. If you look at this quarter, they're up from um, just under 6 million, 5.9 million um, to over 6 million this quarter, 6.6 million, which is a, an incredible growth, really. And I don't know whether that could be a continuation of the Ken Bruce effect. Of course, he moved there earlier this year from Radio 2. Um, but we did see the first full effect of that, really, in the last quarter. Or it is down to that escapism, wanting that bit of music. You get those minute and a half bulletins locally as well. Also, um, we've also seen an increase in capital as well. Um, very similar, you know, just on, music. Just on Sorry, greatest hits for a moment, just to come back to that. Just um, because I'm sure it's a combination of all those things, right? It's Ken Bruce effect, it's escapism and, uh, and a few other things going on, I've no doubt. But just remind again for people who are you know i don't, i only delve into the, the the realms of radio in detail once every quarter the the greatest hits is what that how many channels is that because it's there, there's it's it's an interesting strategy they're following just talk us through that again it's certainly more channels than you can count on your fingers i can assure you that ben you know you've got everything from the likes of greatest hits radio doncaster to greatest hits radio liverpool north derbyshire staffordshire and cheshire so very specific stations and how it works basically is a lot of the programming comes from networks so ken bruce will be sat in his studio in london he'll be doing one network programming but then they're really clever and they do splits for certain parts so your your identity and stuff will quite often have the local name in them um then the bulletins will be very specific and local so the but it's not bullet- always local is it is that right it can it's by by different demographics as well or is it always local but yeah so your bulletins will pretty much always be local um okay. and that's where if you come back to a pr side of things um if you want to target a, a specific area but also be you know behind and get your message on a brand that's doing very very well um you know in terms of listeners then that's a great way to target specific areas because although you're going to be on a national brand like um, greatest hits you then can still attract that local audience through the news bulletins um so i think you know that's the way it works really it uses really high 
profile, talented radio presenters that will draw an audience naturally. And then it also gets its local kind of messages across through its bulletins and through its adverts. And when I see things like, I don't know, Greatest Hits Radio 90s, is that then also split between the regions or is that something else layered on top? I think that's something else layered on top. I mean, you go across the kind of main Greatest Hits network um, and that's where the kind of the regionalized things come in. Um, Most of those Greatest Hit 90s and stuff, they're very, very music based. It's like when Heart Christmas comes out, you don't really hear anything but Christmas music, which is either a a great thing or or (laughs) by the end of December, something that you you can't get out of your head. But but it's interesting that they're slicing the, the demographics that way as well if you like so it's they're kind of they're, they're, they're it's it's an interesting model isn't it of content i think it's a model that commercial radio has actually been leading the way in really over the last kind of 10 15 years it's something that they've seen great success um the bbc uh kind of slightly moving towards that now which we'll talk about in a, in a little while but i think it's definitely something that you know has shown success and has been proven as a as a model to reach wider audiences and i think you're really seeing that through the greatest hits network now but and you can talk about capital as well. Yeah, capital again. I think, as I was saying just then, um, because of the kind of agenda of the world with the cost of living, and capital is very much that upbeat. You can have a laugh, um, and then also you get that kind of news content as well. A lot of the capital drive time programs are still coming regionally. So there's a capital for the Midlands, there's one in Wales, um, but then your breakfast shows with Roman Kemp's and Chris Stark, etc. That's still coming from a national side of view. So they're kind of in the middle, really, of the greatest hit side of things, um, where greatest hits. Most of their programming is national with the regional bulletins. Capital's halfway house between that and BBC local radio, really. Right. And you talk about BBC. There's, I mean, there's been a, we've been discussing that for, I guess, the last three or four of these, the increased uncertainty and the changes happening at BBC local radio. Has that come out in these figures at all? Yeah, we've always been a champion of local radio. I know we spoke about that a number of times, Ben, over the last few podcasts of how important it is to have a really strong local radio station and how loyal their listeners can be. And as we've discussed in the past as well about the changes that are going on. So 39 regional uh, local BBC stations um, and actually the BBC are cutting that down in terms of um, sharing more programming. So everything from six o'clock until uh, two in the afternoon is coming from a local level. So that's the 39 individuals. And then slowly by slowly, they're going to start syndicating more programming. So you're going to have, I don't know, um, content going across two, three stations in an afternoon. Um, So they're slowly moving towards that more commercial side of things. Um, But actually, in this quarter, they've still had a really strong, steady um, set of results, which will be really encouraging for those working really hard with the changes and, you know, coming up with new show ideas to, because if you think about it, BBC Local Radio uh, there was a prime example of it just this uh, last couple of weeks where we've had the floods and the storms. And that's when people really tune into their BBC local radio station because in Derbyshire, there was mass floods. They had reporters on the ground with their wellies on, you know, speaking to local people, local business people, which you just don't get on a national level. And I think actually that's the massive benefit of that. And you've seen that in this quarter with the likes of huge rises for places like BBC Lancashire, which is up um, from 145,000 to 162,000. BBC WM, which is one of the first um, local stations to have moved to a syndicated system. Uh, that's 156,000 last quarter to 184,000 this quarter. And BBC Derby, which was one of those big flooding programmes that they have people out in their waders. Um, that's also seen a rise to 135,000 from 121,000. So 
you know, local radio still plays a really vital role in uniting communities, informing communities and getting that, you know, Bob down the road in, you know, Atherston on the radio that you might not get on a big station like Five Live or an LBC. Right. And you were talking before about some quite significant changes in the reach because of the, um, well, the changes we've seen in in, in the scheduling of uh, of uh, at the BBC Radio um, Radio, and I know that's sort of coming in a in a bit of a is sort of a, a few batches of that over time. Yeah, so the East Midlands is going to be the next. That's going to be within the next couple of weeks. And I think the thing, the big takeaway for PR here is actually when you look at a schedule on a broadcast day, you may have used to have seen. I don't know, 25, 30 interviews, you'll have a good range of 10, 15 BBC local radio stations on there. That might look smaller from now on. You might only have 15 interviews and three or four BBC local radio stations. But actually, when you're looking at reach, if you think of BBC WM, so their drive time program now goes across two stations. It goes across BBC Radio WM and um, BBC Coventry and Warwickshire. Well, if you think WM's reach is now um, 184,000, Coventry and Warwickshire is um, not too far off that, you add that together. And actually, the reach of just one interview on a couple of BBC local radio stations won't be too far off some of the nationals. So... Actually, you've got to think about the, you know, the target audience that you're going for and the sort of reach that two, three of these BBC local radio stations can bring could actually be really, really important to the message that you're trying to spread. It gets even more later in the day. Yeah, 100 percent. So less work for more. Who doesn't want that (laughs) from a PR sense of things? And and the reason behind that is because um, probably for perfectly reasonable reasons, they are that they're combining that they're, they're running their own individual shows between six and two, and then combining their schedules um, between 2 PM and 6 AM. Have I got that right or the wrong way around? Yeah, no, that's right. So okay. it's all very bespoke local programming from six o'clock with your breakfast to the end of what they would class as the morning program at 2 PM. So from 2 PM till six, you have your drive program, which is probably only going to go across two to three BBC local radio stations. And then from six till probably about 10, it might go across four or five. And then from your 10 o'clock, there's no late show as was before, which used to go across probably like the whole of the Midlands, for example. Um, It's now going maybe across the whole of England and then it's five live overnight. So um, the reach is going to get bigger and bigger the later in the day. But if you want something that's really bespoke, for example, um, in Essex, you might still want to really push that um breakfast program the other big thing for pr thinking about that as well is the importance of local statistics local guests because with the breakfast programs now because they've got fewer opportunities for very very local content if you want to get on those breakfast programs they're really looking for a local voice somebody that can come into studio a really strong local stat that can set them apart from that programming later in the day which might be a little bit less hyper local So if you're looking from a PR sense, there's some really great opportunities to get on BBC local radio with different ways of doing it as well. Okay. Um, And another angle um, for, I guess, for the PR guys out there is just thinking about those, those social cuts um, that are an an important opportunity when you're, when you're thinking about how to, how to package and, and, and I suppose the the pre-thinking before you're, um, before you put someone out there on, on a radio show. Yeah, I think, Ben, a lot of people have been kind of looking in their crystal ball and and saying that 
oh, it's going to be the death of radio. This is going to be the death. Podcasts are going to be the death of radio. TikTok's the death of radio. And it just hasn't happened. We see that again. You know, we go back to the stat we said at the very start, 49.5 million adults are still listening to radio every single week. And that's why broadcasters and newsrooms are still coming from a radio first approach. But you have to think a little bit differently. So traditionally, you might think, okay, radio, we could just do it on an ISDN line or someone could just do it over the phone. That's not always the case now. In principle, that might still work as a backup. But we're finding a lot of broadcasters are coming to us and saying, have you got a picture we could use for a thumbnail on BBC Sounds? Have you got somebody that could be stood, you know, um, connected on Zoom with the backdrop of this um, car manufacturer that you're talking about today because we can then clip it and use it on socials. It's a similar, you know, model to kind of what BBC Radio 5 Live, which has also had a really good quarter, by the way, up to uh, over five and a half million, up from just over five million last quarter. They've been doing that for quite a while in terms of um, people being able to watch the show on webcam. Um, You see that now as well with syndicated um, programming. So GB News syndicates on TV and on radio. So if you're looking at, you know, an interview on there, you need to have that backdrop too. Talk TV is exactly the same. So it's actually about giving more assets to a broadcaster than just what you might traditionally think for a radio interview. Right. And just on the before we finish up, you you talked about the the, the positive effect of the Ken Bruce effect. excuse me, for greatest hits. Has there been a downside for BBC Radio 2 at all? No, um, BBC Radio 2 has actually um, stayed extremely uh, steady. They uh, are 13 million. So they were, uh, yeah, they're 13,473,000. Sorry, very big number. Um, And they're up from 13,456. So So not a lot of movement. Yeah, but they'll be quite happy with that. You know, they've seen some big names leave, um, but it still shows that people love Radio 2 for what Radio 2 is. It's great, great content, um, great music and, you know, high profile presenters still. Yeah, because there was a fair bit of speculation that that with all those radio stars, if you like, leaving, that they they might have a, a couple of bad quarters. But on the face of it, um, flat's pretty good for them, I'd have thought, currently. Yeah, that, I don't think we've seen that happen at all. And I think it comes down to people have very short memories. Um, you know, they'll be very upset Ken Bruce left for a couple of weeks, but then they'll continue to listen to Radio 2 and really enjoy Dermot O'Leary or, who you know, whoever's on and and actually think, you know what, I'm going to stick with Claudia Wimpleman because she's a right laugh and, you know, forget about Ken Bruce. Um, you will have the, you know, amount of people that leave, but I think, you know, people love radio for what they uh, love. They, you know, they are very loyal. Um, we've seen that across the board. And, you know, I, I don't think Radio 2 are, you know, shivering too much. <laughs> In that sense, the, the the king is dead long, long live the queen, I suppose. Very much um, so, yeah. Alex Blackmore, um, newsroom producer at Marketeers. That was a, a great roundup. Thanks so much for coming on. See you next quarter. Absolute pleasure. It'll come around before we know it. Cheers, Ben. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.